know, when Abraham Lincoln was president, um, this country was at war with itself in a much greater fashion than even what we're seeing today. And my prayer is that it will not continue and become such a nation divide as it was in his time. But during his presidency, he issued nine separate calls for public penitence, fasting, prayer, and thanksgiving. Isn't that um, wonderful that a president would have nine public calls? We've already seen one from the vice president elect, vice president elect, who wasn't even the vice president elect, but, but he's on the right track. He says it would be a good time for the country to begin to pray. From those uh, times of um, calling for public thanksgiving, uh, again, it's, it, it, we come into our thanksgiving day, which for so many of us, unfortunately, so many people in the world, uh, in the United States, means uh, lots of food and football. When I was growing up, it also meant the Twilight Zone Marathon. Do you guys remember that? Every Thanksgiving. But uh, just as, as this video shows, we want to be a people who don't take things for granted and are really living thankful hearts, uh, thankful lives with thankful hearts. We want to respond even as, as Lincoln knew that he needed to call people to, and it wasn't just to pray, it was actually penitence, repentance, to come back to the Lord, seek his face, prayer and thanksgiving. In 1863, he wrote a proclamation calling for a national day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. Let's see if that one can get on the books today. But we can individually have a day set apart for that. And we should have many days set apart for humbling ourselves before God and praying. Lincoln felt that offering thanksgiving to God was one, of the, one thing that, that we could do to change the course of whatever was ruining the nation. Thanksgiving changes the course of your day, of your life. And this is something this morning, obviously, Thursday's Thanksgiving, so we're just going to spend the, the last you know, 15 or so minutes talking about this and helping us to begin to not just set apart one day a year for Thanksgiving. And sad to say that I've, I've attended enough Thanksgiving dinners with other people that on Thanksgiving Day, many people don't even stop before the meal and give thanks. And I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I think that some of you are, are already thinking, oh my goodness, how many Thanksgiving dinners did I attend and we didn't even stop to give real thanks? You may be a quick God, thanks for the food, amen, and then it's just on with the feast. And that's Thanksgiving Day. How about the rest of our days? If we're having a hard time slowing down enough on the day that's set aside to give thanks to God, if we're having a hard time to set aside time to thank Him on that day, how are the other days for you? In my life, it's hit and miss. I try to be a thankful person. That's one thing I really, really, this video is, is something that I, I try to not take things for granted and to give God thanks. But I tell you, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Who's ever struggled with giving thanks for, for things that you had when you look at your neighbor who has so much more? 
It's hard to give thanks for things when you're in the middle of turmoil. But, but here we've been studying the book of Acts. Out of all the books that, that Paul wrote, uh, I believe there was only two of the books that he didn't address being thankful in. All of his letters that he wrote to the churches, he encouraged to give thanks. In fact, so many of us want to know what the will of God is for our life. Well, First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians says that it says to um, pray, be joyful always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. And this is God's will for you. So finding God's will starts even with giving thanks to God, being thankful, getting that heart. Throughout the Psalms, we're encouraged to give thanks to the Lord. We, we, we've used to sing that song. It's a good song. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. His love endures forever. That comes right out of the Psalms. God wants His people to be a thankful people. And one of the reasons is because He understands us. If we're not thankful, we're actually bitter. You know, when, when we don't have a thankful heart, we become bitter and envious and jealous and negative. But th- thanksgiving erases those things. It's hard to be thankful and bitter at the same time. You should try it sometime. You know, it's, it's hard to be in a fight with your spouse when you're thankful for them. <laughs> now I'm really meddling. It's hard to be angry at your workplace when you realize that you have a job and you should be thankful for it. See, God is wanting us to all be a people who recognize His goodness and His sovereignty. This nation was founded on the understanding that God was sovereign, that God was good, and that He is the giver of freedoms and lives. And and we, we started this nation, oh, how we've wandered so far off. God is calling us this morning to to analyze ourselves and to make some changes to where we might become thankful people also. Jesus gave us uh, examples. Even in John 11, when they were uh, with Lazarus and they they rolled away the stone, he, he prayed this prayer and he says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me and that I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this. In other words, I said, Jesus said, thank you, Father, solely for our purpose, that we could hear him thanking God. Because it's important for us to give thanks. It's important for us to thank God, and it's important for us to thank other people. It's also important for us not just to thank God and thank people, but to actually be thankful. And, and, and all of you who ever seen a child pray for their dinner knows the difference, right? We teach our kids to pray. So it's mealtime, and the, the prayer goes, you know, God, thank you for this food, amen. So they said thanks well enough, but did they mean it? You know what? Often, no. They just know that they have to say, thank you, God, for the food before they eat it. Anyone grow up Catholic? Okay, only a few of you. Well, for those of you who who remember this, bless the Lord and lead thy which we remember by the seed from the bounty of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I used to have dinner when I was in high school. My girlfriend, her family was Catholic, and that's how they prayed. They prayed so fast, I had to finally stop them and say, "What are you saying?" 
Bless us, O Lord, and these thine gifts, which we are about to receive from thine bounty in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. But I mean, it was like, you know, you, know, you listen to the radio and, the, and you hear about the car deal. They're selling cars. And at the end of the commercial, it says, and there's 60 miles, and they get a legal jumble. You know, that's kind of how we pray sometimes. We don't want to be, we don't want to be people who just say thank you. But we want to pray and seek God and say, God, change my heart and help me to be thankful. Right? It's always nice when you tell your spouse you love them. Wives, do you like to hear from your husband, I love you? Any of you show hands? Okay. Do you like it even more when they mean it? <laughs> you know, if, if you're, if, in fact, if your love language, if, and, and people all have a love language, the way they feel um, loved and there's, there's a great book out there by Gary Chapman. It's, it's called The Five Love Languages. I highly recommend it. It's a life-changing uh, book. It'll change your relationships. It'll change so much in your life. Get it. If you have kids, they've got five love languages for children. And, and it's basically that, that everyone receives love in a different way. And, and if I can get the five, I'll be lucky. But it's, it's acts of service. Some people find, feel loved in acts of service. Words of affirmation. Gifts. Now, some of you right there, you know, you went, ooh. If you went, ooh, then your love language is probably gifts. Um, acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch. Now, now most, of the, most of the time when, when you say, you know, one of the love languages is physical touch, the wives hits their husband and says, I know what your love language is, physical touch. Not necessarily. But we have physical touch, and then um, what's the last one? Hmm? Quality time. Thank you, Sarah. Quality time. And so everyone what really feels loved differently, and, and it, it's really important that you know your spouse's and your children's love language because if you're just telling them all the time that you love them and their, their uh, love language isn't actually words of affirmation and words, then they're not hearing it. But if their love language, say, is quality time and you sit down and spend time with them, you don't even have to say I love you because they feel loved. And so, so, and so the, the whole love thing is very similar with the thanks, is that it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it and to be it. So we want to not just say thanks to God and thanks to people, but we want to be a thankful people. And we want to do things that show our thankfulness. You know, when somebody's a thankful person, they, even, they don't even have to say it most of the time. You can tell that they're grateful. How's it going with you? I, I need to work on this. I need to become a more grateful person. This nation, the way we're living right now, and, and, and truly it's happening around the world, one of the things that we have exported from this nation is greed. We've exported it around the world. In fact, um, recently I found out that, that suicide rates are going up in third world countries, specifically the report I was reading about, uh, hearing about was in Brazil. This is a few years back. They said the suicide rate among people and teens is climbing. And this study um, was, was looking at the reason w nothing had changed in, in the culture. People were still about as poor as they were. The things were about the same as they always had been. The thing that changed the most was access to um, media which portrayed American wealth and happiness. 
And when they began to look at their lives compared to the media of American wealth and happiness, and they realized that they didn't have all of what America did, they began to become more depressed about their own situation. Well, it's the same with us. When we get our eyes on the neighbor's wealth and supposed happiness, we get discouraged and depressed. And it's amazing that there's something that we as people uh, have an amazing ability to do is that we can look around at a thousand people, pick out 200 of them that have more money and better jobs than us, and say, everybody makes more money and has a better job than me. There might be 800 that have a harder job than you, maybe have more struggles in life than you, but we will typically find the group of people that have what we think we want and we'll look at them and say, I don't have enough. In fact, one of the ways to to avoid that is, is when you move into a neighborhood, you know, don't move into a neighborhood where you've got the smallest house on the block because you're going to spend so much time looking at all the big houses, you're going to say, well, my house is just tiny. When we lived in Guatemala, we, we, uh, we struggled. We, we didn't have a car for two years, so we walked everywhere and took public transportation. If you've ever been to a third world Lat- Latin country, they're called chicken buses. <laughs> and the reason you call it a chicken bus c- is that at any given time, there might be a chicken going to the market on the bus with you. Now, what's fun about Guatemala is that, that in the United States, when buses would get old, they don't just you know, get rid of them. They actually ship them down to Mexico. When Mexico is done with them, they ship them to Guatemala. I don't know where they go from Guatemala. I don't want to go there. I mean, so it was rough. For the first couple of years, we, we didn't have a car. We did public transportation. We walked a lot. And it was, I mean, it was just, it was really quite fun taking, you know, our, our kids on the chicken bus to the capital to renew visas and, and things like that. But uh, um, we had a couch that was, was actually not as wide as two chairs that you're sitting in. It was a little more narrow. Th- th- it wasn't quite that. It was really like a big chair, but if you squeezed real tight, you could get two butts in it. Is it okay to say that word in the church? That was our, that was our sofa. And you know, we had tile floors so because of it's just so dirty down there. Carpet was, was pretty much unheard of, so we did have a, a, a little area rug, and we loved that rug because it was warm because in the winter it'll get down to in the 40s and there was no heat there's no heat in Guatemala because most of the time it's warm but some nights would get down into the 40s tile floor no heaters it was cold we felt like we were rich in Guatemala we felt rich we had a little tiny table it was made out of like homemade pine it was the chairs were really really quite funny they were little pine chairs with nails I mean nailed together we knew that we were blessed because we had more than most of our neighbors we had we had we had three little bedrooms in our home tile floor a lot of our neighbors had had not as many bedrooms or if they did they were uh, concrete block walls without any texture on them just blocks um Many of them just had concrete, not tile, just concrete on their floors. I kind of like living in a garage, but garage, garages are finished more finely 
than the concrete that was in their homes. It's rough. And then step down from that, it was dirt floors. When we were there, we were thankful. And we knew that we were blessed to have a little tiny couch and a rug. Our car, when we finally got one, was totaled in the United States. It, was, it, it couldn't even be registered in the United States anymore, so they shipped it down there. Not a joke. And it drove down the street cockeyed. <laughs> I mean, just slightly, and it's kind of like that. And it was, all the doors were just, it, it, they would, it would just barely close. It wasn't square anymore. But we were so thankful for our car. Because that, you know, public transportation gets really old. When we moved back to the States after three years, one of our first purchases was a couch and a nice table and a new mattress. And we had a nice car. And it was months before we were back competing for the stuff of life. No longer thankful for what we had. And God would convict us at times and still does. See, it doesn't matter what we have. We say it all the time, and yet we live like it does. What God wants to do is change our hearts and help us to become a thankful people and realize that, that we are a blessed people. And even if we did... See, it, it, this message is so easy in the United States. The poorest of the people in the United States has more than most people in other countries. They say that there are people that are going hungry in the United States, but most of the time, it's not because there is no food to be had. It's that they are not doing the right things to access the food. I, w I was in Ukraine in 2000 and... Um, actually, 1998. So it was only about nine years after the fall, the fall of the wall. And I spent some time in Ukraine, and, and I decided, I was, was really dumb. I decided to go for a little walk out just around the neighborhood without anybody. And I probably shouldn't have, but um, kind of dangerous area. But I, and I found this little um, storefront, like some like shops. And, uh, and I looked at one, and the door was open, and there was a, a person or two inside. And uh, so I walked in. Nobody stopped me, which was good. I wouldn't have understood them anyways. When I was in, whenever I go to a country, I learn a couple of phrases. Hello, I'm hungry, and I'm tired. Those are about the three things I need to learn. And, uh, and so I'm walking in this store, and there was a, it was a grocery store. I knew that because there was a can of food on one shelf and, like, a loaf of bread on another shelf. And I went, oh, they're closed. So I, I left. There was people in there, though. So later I asked the, the apartment that the, where we were staying, the people there through the interpreter, he says, oh, no, that's, that's the store. It's not closed. He says, oh, no, we can't get food. Food comes in occasionally. There's just whatever comes. You just have to deal with it. They didn't even have access to food. It w you had to wait. You had to get buy things through the black market. So preaching a message, talking about being thankful is really easy in the United States because the truth is we have a lot to be thankful for. Now that doesn't mean that everything is good. It doesn't mean everything's good. 
but that we have to focus on the things that we're thankful for. And that will begin to change our attitude. If you are one who struggles in, in, de, in, de, in depression, and I'm not talking uh, clinical or, or chemical depression because that is something that really often needs to be prayed through and as well as treated possibly with medication. But if you just kind of get into the, you know, kind of bummed out and things, one thing that really might help you is to begin to get a thankful heart and to become grateful. And look at for situations and things in your life that you can be grateful for. Because it will actually begin to change your attitude and the attitude of your heart and the attitude of your mind. Because it takes the focus off what we don't have and puts it on what we have. It takes it off the negative and puts it on the positive and the God of gods, the King of kings, who has richly bestowed so much upon. This nation, this, e- this message is so easy because we have so much to be thankful for. Take it all away and we still have so much to be thankful for. Because my God loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son that if Rob would believe in him, Rob would have everlasting life. John 3.16 is all about me. And it's all about you, and we have so much to be thankful for just in that. Colossians 3 says, Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. He says it in Ephesians chapter 5, giving thanks always for all things. Even in our prayer life, God tells us to approach him with thanksgiving. If you've had kids, if you've babysat kids, if you, you're an uncle, if you've just had any dealings with kids at any, any length of time, what's the difference of a kid who keeps getting stuff and keeps coming to you and says, can I have, can I have, can I have? It gets old after a while. Our natural tendency is if there's somebody who just keeps asking for stuff and that's all they do is ask is to like, get away from me. You bother me. But what if that same kid comes up and says, thank you so much for dinner? And then later on they say, can, can we play cards or can I do this? You're like, oh, of course. Why? Because they have a grateful heart. Do you really want to give gifts to kids that aren't grateful? Why? Because you know that they're going to become more ungrateful. At some point we withhold it, and we've done this in our families. There's times we have to withhold gifts from our kids because they're not learning gratefulness. Is it possible that we're not receiving some of the prayers that we're praying because we are not grateful for what God's already given us? Psalm 95 says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and let us shout joyfully to him with the psalms. Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. He, he desires that we would be thankful people. And, th- and I believe that as we have that heart of thanksgiving, he'll continue to lavish on us the gifts that he thinks is appropriate for us. Now, if you've ever wondered why your neighbor got the new job or the new car or the new house and you didn't, that's because he wants to bless him that way. And he wants to bless you a different way. 
One of these days we'll have Shannon come and share a message that she shared up in Oakdale. She's a, her heart's already pounding thinking about it. Maybe we'll have her do it for the women's thing. And we, but it was about what's in your purse. You know, and everyone's always so concerned about what other people have in their bag. Who's ever done a, like a, 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 a personality thing or a gifts, a spiritual gifts workshop? Anyone ever do one of those things? We need to do one. Not enough of you have that. So we'll do that. We're going to do that in this, this 2017. It was already in the plan. It's so funny because people find out about their personality and they start going up. Hey, Claude, what's yours? Man, I wish I was that way. Hey, what's your spiritual gift? You got that one? I don't like mine. <laughs> I, I want that one. Kids unwrap their gifts. This is amazing. Kids unwrap their Christmas gifts when they're, when they're, when they're young. They, our kids did this. They unwrap it. And we, we have very grateful kids. I am. A, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll do something, something simple. I mean, like, we'll, we'll stop at Circle K on, the, on a trip and buy some tea or something, driving to, to our vacation. And the kids go, Dad, thanks for the tea. <laughs> thanks for the tea? <laughs> We have amazingly thankful kids, but they'll be unwrapping their gifts, and if they're doing it at the same time as their sibling, what do they do? <laughs> They've got to know what they're getting just in case it's better than what they got. You know, we just know better, but if you've ever worked where there was more than one employee you really wanted to know how much they make. Remember that if you ever worked at a place with a Christmas bonus, man, you wanted to know what everyone else got. Or was that just me? Am I the only one to be bold enough to say these things? Oh, I wonder what they got. And then if you found out that you made more, then you're like, yeah. Let's be content with what God's given us. Learn to be thankful. To give Him praise. Begin to teach ourselves to be thankful and to express thankfulness for things in our life. I'm reminded of the... It's, it's really not a poem, but it's, it's, it's kind of a, a poem thing. It says, I felt bad for myself that I didn't have any shoes until I met the man with no feet. And it goes on and, 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 and things li- uh, like that. I felt bad that I didn't have a, a jacket to keep my arms warm until I met the man who had no arms. It's very, very, very convicting. Oh, you know. But, but I don't... Uh, it's really easy for me to kind of go on things. So let's go on to the positive. Why? Because let's go to the positive. When you begin to become a thankful person, I'll guarantee you your relationships will get better. If you become a thankful and a, and a, a more positive person, your work experience will get better. Your relationship with your boss, with the other employees, it will get better. Life in general becomes more positive and it has more joy. We, it, it actually t- there's, it takes more f- muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. See, God created us to, to be real more positive and he wants us to walk into all that he has. 
I believe it's the best cure for mental oppression, anxiety, and worry. Being thankful. Be anxious for nothing, Philippians says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Interesting in that scripture that doesn't say, you know, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God and God's going to give you everything you want. It didn't say that, but it says that he will guard your heart. He'll give you peace in the process because sometimes when we pray for things, even when with thanksgiving, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get the thing, but we are going to get the peace to guard us in the process and to say it's okay. I'm just on, on the journey. I don't know when I'm going to get the things that I'm asking for, and maybe God's got a different plan for me. Proverbs 17 says that a merry heart does good like a medicine. And, and if you've ever been kind of down and get into the presence of somebody who's up, you can say, you know, their, even their merry heart makes you feel better. Oh. In Acts chapter 16, which we studied a number of weeks ago, Paul and Silas were in jail. And if you've ever been to jail, it, it's, I don't think it's fun. I've been arrested, but didn't make it to the jail cell. So I was thankful for that. Yeah, it's like, Pastor Raw. So I'm, I was really thankful that I didn't make it. You know, you know they just kind of, they just scared us and arrested us. And I think they fingerprinted, I mean, they did the whole shot. They just, they, you know, if they would have us, shoved us in the cell, it would have really sealed the deal for me, but... Anyways, probably not a good experience going to jail, being in jail. So here, and, 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 and they're also not just in jail, but they're also shackled. You know, so Silas, how you doing? Well, the chains are a little tight. My thumb screw is a little painful, but, you know, oh, overall it's okay. What, what do you think we should do? Let's give thanks to God. There'd be a lot of things most of us would say, and it wouldn't be, let's give thanks to God. This is so unfair. This is, this is just wrong. It wasn't that bad what I did. So-and-so's fault. It's all their fault that I'm here. What do you think we should do? Let's, let's give thanks to God. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. We have so much to be thankful for. And the place was shaken. And the chains came off. God can set you free from the bondages that you're in in your life if you'll praise God. And I don't, not talking about mind over matter. That's hooey gooey, even when it comes out of Christian's mouth. Yeah, I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about give thanks to God for He is good and his love endures 
forever. And looking for something in your life that's good and you can be thankful for. Now, I understand when Bob and I, we were talking about this the other day, when things start going bad, you know, maybe it's a guy thing, like everything is bad. But we can say, God, help me to see the things that are good. Thank you for that that woman when I was a little kid who helped me. I mean, you, you can find things in your life that were good and begin to count them, begin to number them, and find those things, and I believe the shackles will begin to come off. Can I pray for us? Let's stand. Some of you this morning struggle with depression. And life is such a dark place, and I want to pray for you. I want to pray that that would, the freedom would come and the chains would come off. And I don't want anyone to feel like they're bad because they struggle with depression this morning. But I want to encourage you that God can bring you freedom and life. He can bring you joy. He can bring light in the darkness. He can lift your burden. Heavenly Father, this morning, you've given us so much to give thanks for. God, but some, some people in this room this morning are, are in real bondage. They're in dark places that they have, they have chains on in their life. God, I pray that you would Lift them, God, and remove the chains, God. And I pray that you would help each and every one of us in here this morning to see you as the good, good Father that you are. And help us to know the love that you have for us and the gifts that you've given us and the life and peace that you promise us. God, help us to count our many blessings and name them one by one. God, some, some people in this room this morning have hearts that are just under so much weight and they're bitter. God, I pray that you would begin to change those bitter waters in their life to make them sweet again, God. Cause thanksgiving to be present in our life. God, cause our hearts to change and help us to not just give thanks, God, but also to be thankful for all that you've done and all that you're going to do in our life. God, give us a supernatural ability to see your love and your grace and see circumstances beyond what they are and to see your hand moving, to step outside of the difficulties and to to feel and to know the blessings that you've bestowed on us. God, I pray that as you do that, that you would begin to heal marriages and heal relationships with children. God, I pray that people who are struggling in their workplaces, as they would become those who walk in thanksgiving, that even their workplaces would begin to change. Relationships would be healed. God, I pray that as we would change and become those that would have a merry heart, that that it wouldn't just be good as a medicine for us, but that we would become like a medicine to others and that we would bring healing 
because of our thankfulness and the joy that we have from knowing you and being secure in you. Help us to encourage and love one another. When we find somebody who's having a hard time and maybe having a, a difficulty being thankful, help us to love and encourage them. Lift them up until they can get that thankful heart once again. Help us to carve out the time throughout the day to give thanks. And Lord, some of us in here, some people in here might need to be humbled enough to be able to say thank you to somebody else because it's a sign that maybe they needed something. God, do a work in all of our lives. God, we have so much to be thankful for. So we give you thanksgiving today. Give you thanks for who you are and what you've done in our lives. God, I pray blessings upon each and every one this morning and as they go into this week and this Thanksgiving week with family and, and times that can be sometimes difficult. Difficult to give thanks in because of the difficulty of the moment being with family or, or a strange family. God, and I pray that you would do miracles in our families and lives this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.